Welcome to this episode of Lifestyle Matters. I'm Savina Nithyanandan and I'm once again joined by Amanda Smith from Queensland. How are you, Amanda? Hi, Savina. I'm really well. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Welcome back again. It's been a great pleasure so far. Um, and I thought today what we might talk about is your program, uh, Mood Food, really. Um, and I thought it's a really, really interesting program. I've myself had a, a bit of a go on the program. And I thought it was really, really interesting to see how you presented information in the form of, you know, um, diets and recipes and the struggles that we sometimes face, um, you know, when we are trying to live a healthier life. Um, and one of them that I really liked was, you know, when people talk about diet, you know, we often fear and think, oh, diet, that's not something that's sustainable and we will not be able to do it for the rest of our lives. But you've presented it in such a way where diet doesn't seem so scary and it's actually a way of living. Um, and that's what I'm getting from your program. It's about just sort of getting into this way of lifestyle where we're just eating better and it's just not so strenuous in our life. Um, am I right to say that? Absolutely. And it's so lovely to hear you say that because I think that's one of the biggest things that we try to convey about the program as well. You know, when we think about nutrition, so often we immediately, our minds go to weight loss and all the things that we can't have. And one of the things that we really wanted to um, share through the program is our love of food and this understanding that Diet actually um, stems from a Greek word that means um, a, a way of life or a way of eating. And that really is what mood food is about. And I think in today's society, we, we, we don't learn how to eat. Um, you know, I've been to university and spent a lot of money to learn what I have learnt, but the general population actually doesn't get this information. And so, you know, we... I guess not only try to help people understand what about the food we're eating is so important to our mental health, but also how we then implement that into our lives in a fun and easy way so that, you know, healthy eating isn't a chore. And I think the other really important thing is that we recognize that, um, you know, there's so many different reasons why people struggle to eat a healthy diet. And we really try to be um, understanding the understanding of that and show people how it can be done in a really simple and easy way. As a dietitian, and you talked about diets and what struggles people face, what are the common barriers that you find that people face when talking about eating better or eating healthier? Um, time would be a big one. You know, a lot of people talk about um, not having time to cook healthy food. Um, and that often comes down to um, a lack of knowledge and skills in the kitchen. And so we really try to show people quick, simple ways of eating these meals and preparing them so that it's not a huge burden, because we know if it takes too long, or if it's too hard, people aren't going to do it. So we really like to share our ideas on how to make healthy food not only delicious but simple as well. Yeah. So time, as you said, is definitely one thing. And I guess familiarity, isn't it? So if you're not familiar with making healthier options of food, I think, you know, you're cook easily to just chuck in a piece of steak on the grill and have that as your dinner. Um, 
that's a lot easier than having to think about, oh, how would I incorporate these grains and these fruits and these vegetables into my diet and make it taste nice? Um, Exactly. And that actually requires a lot of thinking, brain brain power, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, if you haven't um, grown up with those types of foods, if you haven't seen your parents do it, if your friends don't do it, then it's very hard um, to know, you know, what, what we're talking about when, when we are talking about healthy food. Um, so for example, one of the things that we love to introduce to people is lentils and legumes. You know, they're not things that we commonly use in Australia, but they're so easy to, um, bulk up your meals. Um, they cost very little. And so importantly, you know, they're absolute gold for our gut bugs down there. So, um, you know, adding a tin of lentils to a spaghetti bolognese or a tin of chickpeas to a curry um, or sprinkling them through a salad um, is just makes them easy to use and really enjoyable as well. And they make your meals more filling as well. The other thing I would say is also cost. Um, You know, I hear a lot of people talk about cost. It's expensive to eat healthy. It's expensive to buy lettuce and, you know, salads and eat healthier it's a lot cheaper to just go through a driver's market drive through macas and you know get a heavy meal for example yeah look I'm exaggerating here but you know I have actually had people tell me that it is a very Um, common excuse and I feel bad saying excuse actually I shouldn't say that because again you know our environment is also a very big factor in you know what we choose to eat but just going back to your question about cost there's been lots of um, economic analysis economic analysis done on diets now on healthy diets, um, and they show that healthy eating is actually less expensive than the Western diet. So you know that really puts to bed this idea that healthy eating has to be expensive. But of course, we again have to know how to eat and you know what are those good choices that we can make. And what I would say to people is, you know, there's nothing wrong with eating frozen vegetables if that's what you can afford. Um, um, We can use those tins of beans that we were talking about and really trying to buy our fresh produce when it's in season. You know, um, at the moment, you know, apples are in season and they're delicious. So are our red grapes. So really trying to um, buy those things that are in season. I did notice in um, the shops today that, you know, a lettuce is $4.50. You know, that's that's very expensive, so I'm not going to buy that. So um, just being a bit savvy and knowing what you're looking for and, and knowing that it's okay to eat those things like our frozen veggies if, um, if, if they're cheaper and that's what we can afford. Yeah. And then the other thing that I find some of my patients would tell me is um, when I t- when I advise of eating more plant-based diet is that they don't feel full as how they would feel when they eat meat. Um, And that's not uncommon too. So what would your take be on that? Um, It's definitely a common thing as well. And again, it's understanding about our different food groups and what they do for us. And, you know, I think often when we say plants, people honestly think lettuce, tomato, carrot and cucumbers. And, you know, there is so much more to that. And again, we have to know how to make our plant foods delicious and filling. So our filling foods are our protein foods and our high fiber foods. So, you know, if we're making a meal, if we're focusing on plant-based and you want to do a meat-free Monday or something, you know, that can still be a really filling meal when your protein is coming from our lentils and legumes or um, tofu or something like that. Um, And we can add some nuts in there as well. 
Um, fat is the other thing that will make our um, meals more filling. So if we're having those really high quality um, omega-3 fats from um, our, our nuts, uh, sorry, from our olive oil avocados and, and avocados, nuts. yes, absolutely, yeah. you know, then that's going to help to make the yeah. meal full, um, yeah. more filling. And then, of course, we've got all our fibre-rich plant foods, um, which includes, um, you know, things like beetroot, sweet potatoes, um, and we can roast those up and um, add a grain as well, um, something like buckwheat or quinoa, um, and all of those things are what's going to make that meal filling but it's very different, from, I think, from that plate of salad that people imagine. And the other thing I actually like adding is when you're when you're at, when I when we actually try to have more vegetarian meals in a week is um, actually mushrooms. I find that actually quite rewarding when you're eating. It's almost like eating meat, but not quite. Um, and I've actually heard they call mushroom a, um, a vegetarian's uh, meat basically because it gives you the same sort of feeling of fullness and rewards um, from eating it. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the nutritional value of mushrooms is fantastic as well. So, And there's so many different ways that we can use our mushrooms as well. So they are um, a fantastic one to yeah. add in. Delicious on the barbecue. Yeah. You can roast them, yeah. fry them. Some people like them raw as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's so many different things we can do with them. Make a um, mushroom soup. <laughs> yes, yum, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> All these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess, so these are the barriers that we face when we're talking about trying to eat um, healthier. Um, and which brings me to food, uh, mood food. What is it and who do you sort of target with this, with this um, program, I guess? Thanks for asking. So mood food is mm -hmm. a 12-week online program. And each week you receive five to 10 minutes um, of video content. That is my business partner, Holly and I, basically in the kitchen, cooking different meals, showing you how to prepare different foods that are from the Modi Mediterranean diet. So from the SMILES trial that I spoke about um, in previous weeks with you, we know that this Modi Mediterranean style diet is really beneficial for our mental health. So in the Mood Food Program, we're breaking that down and showing you how to implement it into your everyday life um, and why it's important. Um, and the feedback that we're getting is that people really enjoy the practical um, demonstrations of, of what we're making and seeing how easy it is and then feeling more confident to do it themselves. It's a bit like the good chef and bad chef sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know who the um exactly. yeah, the good chef. The good chef. chef. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, both I, of you are the good chef, I'd say. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, we haven't had any fights in the kitchen yet, so um, things are going well so far. And then in terms of who it targets, um, in some ways I really struggle with this question because my mind immediately goes to, well, everyone eats, so it's important for everyone. But um, if I'm to narrow that down and think about, you know, why, why we created mood food and the reason for that is that we know so many people are struggling with their mental health. We know that 54% of people who do struggle with their mental health aren't seeking help. And then we also know that for lots of people who are receiving treatment for common mental health disorders such as depression, 
that those um, treatments aren't actually effective for them. And at the moment, we don't have other options for them. So I guess the new evidence about the impact that lifestyle um, factors can have on your mental health is, is super exciting. Um, but unfortunately, it takes on average 17 years for this evidence to be translated into practice. So we wanted to speed this process up and, and get in early and, um, and really help people because it's awful to know that there are so many people struggling and, and they don't know where to go. So excitingly with diet, you know, there are no negative side effects to trying it. So if for GPs, someone is turning up at your office for the first time and they are struggling with their mental health um, and you talk to them about their diet and you find out that they're eating like most Australians are, which is, you know, this highly processed diet, they're not having, you know, a diverse range of fruit and vegetables and grains, then, you know, mood food is the perfect place for them to start. It's interesting that you say that because, you know, I mean, it's a it's an apt time. To be honest, you know, mental health just skyrocketed in the last couple of years with the pandemic. Um, There's a crazy wait list to see any psychologist, to get therapy, to see a psychiatrist if that's what someone needs. Um, and it, I think diet's a great place to start. Um, you know, we don't have much anything to lose if it works great but you know and then wait for the time when you actually get to see a psychologist obviously these are all to be done in conjunction with medications if your doctor feels like it's an appropriate thing to do but I think diet really goes well hand in hand um, with whatever treatment that's prescribed. I couldn't agree more and you know for so many people like you said there are these huge wait lists so if they can start mood food while they're waiting you know then that's the perfect scenario and you know, diet isn't going to be the, um, isn't going to solve all the problems, um, but it can have a very important impact and it can improve any of the outcomes that that um, individual is going to get from medication or counselling or whatever those other therapies are. So, you know, we're definitely not saying that mood food should be used instead of medication, not at all, um, but it can definitely be used as that first step or in, con in conjunction with existing treatments. And what I like about the fact that, you know, you call it mood food and, yep, great, it's about eating better for a better mental health, but you have a lot of other added benefits around it because we know that it reduces your cardiovascular risk mortality, reduces your risk of developing diabetes. Um, so it's got a lot of other health benefits too. It's not just that. It is just good for mental health. Um, I mean, there has been a lot of studies to show how, you know, your your extra virgin olive oil, for example, improves your lip like your lipid profile, for example, um, eating more plant-based foods um, can reduce your risk of progressing into diabetes. So there are basically what I'm trying to say is that it's not just about mental health, even though the program you've developed is for mental health, but there are lots of other added benefits from it. So um, yeah, I'm all for it really. Absolutely. And Savina, I guess the other thing that we see all the time, and I'm sure you see this too, is that, you know, when when someone changes one thing in their diet, it has this beautiful ripple effect where, you know, other things start to improve. So, you know, another really big one that um, people find is that their sleep improves because, you know, what we eat really influences 
um, you know, the, the sleep quality and um, how we're able to fall asleep as well. So, you know, when we are more rested, you know, we feel better, we have more energy to put into um, that food preparation or to go for a walk. And so, you know, often it's just getting, making the smallest change and then seeing those um, flow on benefits start yeah. to happen, which is really exciting. You sleep better, you crave less quick acting sugars and carbohydrates, and then you just start eating better. It's like a vicious cycle. It's all just really connected. It goes round and round, isn't it? Um, exactly, exactly. And, you know, if I can encourage people to think about, you know, where did, where, because most people will um, be able to very easily identify, you know, where they're struggling the most. What is their, what's the meal that they're struggling with the most? And if you can start there and make that small change, then, you know, the benefits really um, are amazing. Yeah. And it's great also because the, the, the whole program also sort of, it keeps you accountable because you're sending it out every week. Is that correct, Amanda? Like the, uh, the videos every week? if they sign up for the program yes so so we wanted people to have the week to practice what we had talked about one of the things that we find with patients is that you know they they're too overwhelmed if we're giving them too much information at once so we really wanted people to be able to focus on one thing which might be um swapping your white carbohydrates for brown or having half a plate of vegetables, you know, with dinner every night. Um, so each week you are given that little bit of extra content um, to try and make those, those changes as easy as possible for you. Thanks for joining us uh, again, Amanda. It was great chatting with you as usual. I look forward to chatting with you again. That's all for today's show. Thanks for watching Lifestyle Matters. Till the next time.